Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. This episode of The Spill features discussions of sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised. If this raises any issues for you, please reach out to Lifeline on 13 11 14. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your snackable daily podcast where we talk about everything entertainment and pop culture every single day. Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick. I'm Mamma Mia's entertainment editor. And I'm Ki Reese. I'm from Mamma Mia's influencer agency called Social Squad. And last night, Laura and I were standing shoulder to shoulder with Casey Donovan. Okay, I thought you were going to talk about the astral reading chart thing that happened live on stage in front of us and the women started crying because that would tie into what we're talking about, but you went a different way with it. I did a little bit. I was starstruck. Okay, I think you were way more excited to see Casey than Casey was to see you. That is true. On the show today, the true story you need to hear before you binge watch Netflix's new hit starring Tony Collette. It seems to be the case in the past that cops are kind of looking out for cracks in their story to kind of have this kind of aha moment of you're busted no you made this up and miley cyrus has released an intimate video clip and it's packed with hidden messages so what has this told us about her breakup girl she said move on we're not 17 i'm not who i used to be see cannot expect somebody to be the same person they were when they were a teenager if you're not willing to evolve with her part ways go to the ocean let her go to the city Mm. But to kick off the show today, Jennifer Aniston. Let's do this. In the lead up to her return to TV on Apple Play's new show called The Morning Show, which is opposite Reese Witherspoon and Steve Carell, which we have spoken about before on the podcast, actress Jennifer Aniston sat down with Jessica Bennett from The New York Times for an exclusive, which is out today. Well, Laura, what did you think of the piece? I thought the stuff about her business and her kind of career going forward was very interesting, but there was another little nugget that you and I have really attached ourselves to. We have indeed. So I also thought it was a really interesting piece with great insight, but all we can talk about is the goddess circle. Laura, have you heard of a goddess circle before? Look, until today I hadn't, and now I know far more about this subject than I ever thought possible. Okay, well, let me explain to those of you who don't know. So back in February, Jen Aniston turned 50, and to celebrate, six of her closest girlfriends flew over to Mexico to celebrate. I think um, around that time, I don't know if you remember, Laura, um, there was all that coverage about their plane, a tyre Having bursting. to do the emergency landing, yeah, yeah and they all got rip-roaring drunk. And I remember Jen Aniston saying at the time, no one was texting me until Ellen DeGeneres texted her and said, I heard your plane's going down, are you okay? But they were fine. They were fine in the end, and they ended up doing the landing, hopping on another plane and going straight back over to Mexico. So the next day, this is where it gets all interesting. They gathered for a ritual that they've been doing together for three decades, which is called a goddess circle. So the writer says, she sets the scene, it's quite nice. I'll try and do a good dramatic reading. Seated on cushions, cross-legged in the living room, they passed around a bleachwood talking stick decorated with feathers and charms, much as they had done for every major event of their lives. They had circled before Aniston's weddings to Brad Pitt and Justin Theroux. They had circled when babies were born and when Aniston and Theroux had to put their dog down, Dolly. 
This time, they set the circle's intention to celebrate how far they've come and to toast Aniston's next chapter. Wow. What did you think? I liked how in this piece, Jennifer Aniston said that she was initially at first very horrified that the words goddess circle were going to appear in a profile alongside her name because I think she knows it sounds a bit woo-woo and naff. But I think the reason that she felt okay bringing out now is that there's this new trend in Hollywood of people really embracing this kind of, I don't even know how to, except for the word woo-woo, how to describe it, embracing this whole goddess circle, feminine energy, mystic healing kind of world. I found it really surprising for her because I wouldn't think that she is a woo-woo kind of person. Like she seems very... I think if you stay in for ho- in Hollywood long enough, you just of become course, a woo-woo person. Of course. I think I was just really surprised because she grew up in New York. She's kind of a straight talker. And to hear her speaking about her woo-woo goddess circle was just so different. She also spoke about what it felt like to be entering into or turning 50, saying, I'm entering into what feels like is one of the most creatively fulfilling periods of my life. And she said, I've been doing this for 30 years, but I feel like I'm really just about to bloom, which I was like, I got a massive visual, I think, because we had watched that live um, astrology reading last night. I was just going, what is going on in this piece? Well, because just even we can even see in our world now, like with um, like with women in Australia, that they're very attuned in down to like moon cycles and star signs and all that sort of stuff. And I think it's because like, I guess, boiling it down to the simplest point of view, that life is a bit crazy hectic right now the planet is literally dying and so we're all looking for guidance and so people are trying to find some sort of meaning behind something but like we were saying goddess circles seem to be the big new trend in Hollywood and like everyone there's all these like little groups of celebrities that get together to do it to kind of keep their lives turning over so Jenna Dwayne you know who was married to Channing Tatum oh yeah yeah so she gave an interview after she divorced Channing Tatum and said the thing that got her through was holding goddess circles with her friends where they would clear the energy and lean on each other and it's all about like your cycles syncing up and kind of coming back together as women. I sound like I'm making fun of it. I'm not. I wish I believed in this. Oh my God. I love it. I'm planning mine for my 40th. It's only nine years away but far out. I just don't know if I can come to that but I'll have a drink with you afterwards. Oh my God. You have to come to my goddess circle. You know what? I am a bit woo-woo and I kind of... I know you are. I know. (laughs) It's a big issue in our friendship. (laughs) But I really like the sound of it. It just sounds like meeting up with your girlfriends, setting some intentions and just... Yeah, a really positive experience. I like that idea, the idea of that it's women coming together and bonding. And I think that we do that anyway. I think this is just given like it's just a kind of a trendy new way, I think, to do it, to give it this name and to give it this intention. But look, if it's working for Jennifer Aniston, if it's working for Jenna, then who am I to say bad things about it? Just a note before we move on to the next topic, we will be discussing a TV show that contains storylines about sexual assault. If this raises any issues, please reach out to Lifeline on 13 11 14. It's confusing. I wanted to go home and they just kept asking me the same question over and over again. How come your story doesn't add up? How come people don't believe you? I'm pretty positive that it happened. Pretty positive or positive. Netflix Unbelievable is the most hyped new show at the moment. I don't think you can go anywhere on the internet without seeing coverage. So local coverage, international coverage, which isn't that typical for new shows. It stars Tony Collette our Australian icon, 
um, and tells the true story of a rape of a young girl and how two female detectives banded together to solve the case. But it isn't as clean cut as that. There is a much more interesting story behind the scenes. Laura, can you explain it to us? Yeah, so what's so interesting about this new Netflix special that's coming out this Friday, so you'll be able to watch it all in one go, is that it's actually based on this really explosive article that appeared on the Marshall Project in 2016, written by T. Christian Miller and Kem Armstrong, and it's called An Unbelievable Story of Rape, and it actually went on to win the Pulitzer Prize. So what it does is it tells the story of this young girl called Marie, who is an 18-year-old Um, at the time these events occurred. And she called police one night and said that this man had broken into her house and raped her and a whole investigation ensued. And in the days following that event, the police started pressuring her that her story didn't match up, that the events didn't make sense. And eventually they kind of pressured her into admitting that she was lying and she ended up having to pay a $500 fine for filing a false police report. But she definitely wasn't lying. And the two detectives, one of whom is played by Tony Kletnessy, the other by Merritt Weaver, kind of started picking up that there was actually this chain of events of this rapist who had committed all these crimes and through like believing the women and following the case, they actually caught him and found out that Marie wasn't lying. So that whole long essay, and it's really amazing and I really recommend everyone reads before watching the Netflix show, Netflix has actually taken that like paragraph by paragraph and put it into the series so that her story even though it's a fictionalised account, is actually being told in the right way. So is it paragraph by paragraph as in episode by episode or there are scenes within each episode? Yeah, so the essay that they've based on is actually based on different events. So it starts off with Marie in court for the like filing the false accusation and then it breaks down the different detectives who pick it up and the different women who ring in. So Netflix has kind of done that. Like they've kept it really strictly to what – she, like what actually happened in that frame. And um, Caitlin Deva, who was in Booksmart, the amazing movie yes. that came out yet yeah, this year, that big, she, so she had this massive, big comedic breakout role this year. And so she plays Marie and it's just this really important story. And it's just this like, story of like, not just what happens to rape victims, but how the police treats them. And I think getting this message across, like, because people consume so many Netflix shows and, and we've gotten really used to having our stories told to us through drama, but this is really going to hit a chord with people. I just think it's great because Netflix obviously does a lot of shows that are inspired by true events, but keeping so um, strictly, uh, well, not closely, exactly what happened is so powerful in believing victims as well, I think. I really thought it was fascinating the way that they kind of, the the initial interaction that pieced it together. It was one of the female detectives is married to a male detective, her husband, but in a different county. And he, they, they draw comparisons and that's how they kind of figure out that there are similarities. Yeah, exactly. They kind of trace how the case was closed and that's how it gets picked up again. And the interesting thing they really chronicle in the Netflix series is just how it actually works behind the scenes of these stories. And I won't go into too much about the actual story of rape that happened because it's just horrific and obviously a massive warning to anyone who wants to watch this show because it is very harrowing. But it really gets into the nitty gritty of that that side of it. And I I just think it's a really important story for Netflix to be telling. And I just think if you're going to watch it for entertainment, you should also understand what happened. I mean, Marie eventually, like her whole life fell apart. And they really show that in the show, how not only did she get charged for being raped, but her foster families both kind of really distanced themselves from her. She was widely reported in the news. That, like if you kind of look at news reports from the year of 
from that year um, in 2008, there's all these like police reports of the woman who cried wolf with rape and people even set up, like her friends even set up websites about her calling her a liar. Like that's how far it went. So yeah, Netflix just really dives into that. With this show, I definitely recommend watching it. Like I would read the unbelievable story of rape, the essay first, so you've got context for it. But I would just be also a little like gentle with yourself watching it because it is a very difficult story to watch unfold and I think it could be triggering for some people but I think it's also important. Mamma Mia subscribers you've been asking and we've been listening now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts that includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Oh, she said, I want my house in the hills. Oh! Maybe this is like the divorce settlement or something. Okay, she's like, you know what? But basically she's like, I want my house in the hills. Go to the L shit. <laughs> Why do you say it? I'm pretty sure he can afford his own sh- but girl, that was that was a little petty. Miley Cyrus. I don't want to say Disney star because she's so far from that, so I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say actress, singer, performer, triple threat. She has released her new music video for Slide Away, the song that is widely believed to be about her breakup with Australian actor Liam Hemsworth. So I think we all know, but just to give a little bit of context, the pair dated on and off for 10 years before marrying in December last year. And sadly, in August, after eight months of marriage, they announced their split. Five days later, Miley released Slide Away, the song, with lyrics like, So won't you slide away, back to the ocean, I'll go back to the city lights. Clear references to his Australian roots and her Los Angeles home. And boy, are there some clear messages in this new video. Laura, have you seen it? I have seen it on your recommendation. I mean, I thought it was amazing, but I think that kind of goes without saying. But I don't know if I picked up all the little clues that you found. Yes. Well, let me take you through them. So the beginning of the video shows alcohol bottles and wine glasses floating in the pool. And a lot of people are saying that's referencing Liam's alleged drug and alcohol abuse that may have led to their split. So that's the first little Easter egg, I guess, within the video clip. Also in the pool is a shot of a floating playing card and it's the Ten of Hearts, which people are saying could be referenced to the 10 years that they were together. Did that blow your mind? It's blowing my mind now listening to it, yes. (laughs) And then there was the panda head. So they famously dressed up in panda costumes together. But anyway, everyone's saying it's a flow on from her first big hit when she was kind of doing her rebrand called We Can't Stop. So there's a lot of similarities there too. It's a very, very layered video and it's really sad. What do you think of the idea that people are really latching onto that it was all part of it? Not that her separation is a marketing ploy, but the fact they announced their divorce and separation and then a week later this whole like song and video clip and everything starts coming out. I mean, they who knows how long they've been separated for, you know what I mean? I think that there were... M- multiple things that happened. So I think that they announced their separation, then obviously her and Caitlin Carter, the her now maybe alleged girl, girlfriend. Alleged girlfriend. I mean we're pretty sure but we won't. We're pretty out sure them but right we're here. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> obviously those pictures of them kissing in Europe and then Liam filing for divorce and then shortly after this song coming out. I mean I uh, 
she tells her what she's going through and her emotions and her experiences through her music. Would I do that so quickly and polished? Probably not, but we really don't know when they officially split up. So who knows how long the song's been in the works, but it's definitely calculated for sure. Oh, it is. But I also think if she wants to use her own personal breakup for her art and to monetize it, then more power to her. I don't think she's trying to hide the fact that that's what she's doing. No, and breakups, like everyone, everyone's been through a breakup. It's a universal feeling that we can, we've all experienced and we band together to feel. So I'm all for that. It's exactly. a beautiful song. Yeah, let's have it on repeat this weekend. Thank you for listening to The Spill today. We love hearing from you. So if you have any topic suggestions, you can email us at thespill at mamamia.com.au. Also, we love to know what you get up to while you're listening. We've had a couple of tags on Instagram and they make us very happy. So why don't you take a pic, pop it on your story and tag us at Mamma Mia Entertainment. And while you're listening, remember to subscribe and if you haven't already, leave us a review. The Spill is produced by the wonderful Hannah Bowman. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Bye.